what is good divine dolls and divine dudes so i kind of contemplated if i should just come on here and share a splice of life but i hope that you're um you know some of the best lessons are caught and not taught and i think that's my teaching style i'm dropping formulas and pictures and helping you to visualize and reprogram what healthy love looks like in many ways um when i share certain things um and so with that being said i hope you get the takeaways of what i would want for you to be if you're going to be in a loving relationship and you know maybe those of you who are going into a relationship and are younger what life looks like on the other end so mentioned you know saturday morning just chilling getting about to you know steal away from my going to my water class and so i'm like let me call my dad i haven't heard from my parents in a while they're living their whole best life they're in costa rica extended their stay for another uh, 45 days i'm house sitting right and so I call, my dad answers the, answers the, the thing, and he's, he's a really chipper person for the most part, but he's just like, good morning, like in a good mood, music playing in the background, they keep uh, Sabbath. Um, so I'm talking to him for a couple of minutes, and then um, I was like, did you forget you have a daughter? He's like, oh no, it's because I'm a home alone, right? That's actually funny, because it's one of his favorite movies. We used to watch it when we were kids, and um, I think between me, my three younger brothers, and then my parents, still young, you know, they had us fairly young, got a kick out of watching that. So, um, and we, <laughs> my mom, <laughs> she actually likes the one that's like the crazy one that got burnt with the pigeon thing. Like, it's coming back to me now. But so I'm like, what do you mean you're home alone? And she's like, oh, your mom, she's at a beach resort. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's fun. Like, but how come you didn't go? And I know, like, y'all, my parents, I promise you, <laughs> I love them. Like, they have some quirky ways. I will always cherish some of the stuff that they do because I know the combination and I already know how this conversation went down. But, um, but he said it with so much pride in his voice. I just, I couldn't. Um, he's like, that's because I am the supervisor of the projects. They bought a second house out there and they have, they have renovations. It's their third property out there. One's like a hundred acres, but, um, so they, they bought it, but they're doing some little like renovations. It looks really good. My parents, um, I noticed like they, um, they have a really good eye for that type of thing. And it seems like they enjoy it. But so, but yeah, y'all, yeah, my mom <laughs> left him to be the supervisor of projects there. Um, and that type of thing. And somebody had come by the house to just see if they needed any, any, um, landscaping done. And, but then, you know, the other thing, so we're talking about the joys of life, the partnership, the woman still being able to, to have her independence and her freedom, I think, to some degree. Um, but, you know, just I'm I'm paying attention. I have put up some salty stuff. You know, I think that every it's a part of life, right? The dynamics and the ebb and flow of being a child and then evolving into a friendship with your parents. So I have the content out there. It's up there. It's, it's real, right? I'm pretty sure maybe in some instances, not the best daughter growing up or the best sister going growing up type of thing. But it doesn't mean I have to stay there. And I, I'm learning because of the conversations that are happening, you know, to appreciate. I've been talking a lot about gratitude. 
And when you get into a spirit of gratitude, then you see things through a different lens. And it really makes me even more appreciative. It's like one of those things where you amplify. But just to kind of talk a little bit more about my 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 father being provider, it's one of those things where I'm listening with my with my heart and my head, if that kind of makes sense. So he'll he'll say something, but I'm I'm aha. I get it. That's what they mean by protector. That's what they mean by provider. That's what they mean by, you know, alpha male in the sense that so um, he he told me the reason he sent the guy away for the landscaping is because he's like, oh, um, uh, one of my aunts, she was paying somebody on the other property to get the landscaping done. She's more like me. I I get somebody to just come through and do the landscaping. I pay them their money. They're happy. I'm happy. Everybody's happy. Grass is happy. All I got to do is just put the sprinkler on. We're good. Right? So he's like, oh, no, no, no. I sent him away because um, she was, um, uh, your auntie was paying for the landscaper to come through. And I just went and bought the, the uh, machine to get it done. And I just go through there in a couple minutes. And I just you know, clear that space out and we can save a bunch of money by doing that. And it's like, he's retired. They have the money for for them to do the landscaping. It's, It's chump change, especially over there. Over there, your cost of living, you live like royalty over there on what you make here in the, where I'm recording from is from North America and the United States, right? But it's just kind of one of those things. And I I probably, you know, it's supposed to be a positive, happy splice. We did talk a little bit about some other stuff, but he it's interesting, too, because um, I got closer to my dad more so after he retired. I've shared the story before. He was doing everything to make sure I went to private school braces, pretty good lifestyle. But I think that because of the people I grew up with they're in many cases i've shared they're millionaire multimillionaire. their dads are vice presidents run you know conferences like really elite but they made sure i went to this private school and and so living probably if i had gone to public school would have been living better than most but i felt the disparity between but my dad was always working and so of, of all the people i bonded with was my mom and, you know, um, being an adult and, and calling in, she'd be the person that's at home anytime I would call. So when he retired, it was one of those things where um, I remember it was a, it was maybe about three times um, my dad would answer the phone and it would just be silence. And I'm like, OK, well, if mom is not there, then bye. You know, and then um, out of those three times, my mom, she just handed the phone. She's like, here, talk to your dad. And it's like, but what do you mean? Talk to my dad? Like what? And stuff. But then we started talking. and I think now we talk more than him. Now, I have said this before. If it was not for my dad, I would be legit the black sheep because my mom, she loves her boys. Like her and I can chat and talk. It is what it is. But my mom loves her boys. And we have jokes about it. Um, all three of them, all three of them. She loves her firstborn. The middle child has those problems, but they have like trauma bonding. And then the, the, the boy, the baby, he's the baby. And, um, she loves talking to each one of them. So 
even though we weren't quote unquote close is because of my dad. I'm, I was able to navigate through some spaces and he was able to look out for me. And we, we you know, it was there, but it, it kind of more blossomed once he retired. And so then now it's to the point where like, I would just be talking to him nonstop. And another beautiful point was when we started trading together, like we would just be sitting across from each other and my dad loves technology. So when I tell you he has like several screens, like huge screens um, and with the whole setup so he can look at multiple charts and we'd be looking at them and getting into, into stuff together. We'd be on trading calls together and trying to get in and out. And sometimes we'd be texting each other and sometimes he's, you know, and I'm like, dad, you got to get in. Did you get out? Did you set your price? Did you whatever? And sometimes he'd be making more profit than me, but you know, I'm just, I, we've come a long way. Um, and, um, I'm just learning to cherish the moments. And I think, like I said, some of you have caught it. I know some of you guys have heard some of the content I, I've put out and stuff. And those things I think are still, there's some truth in some of the things I've said, but there's also um, the brighter side of things. And, and I think that comes with every relationship, right? Like, it'd be funny if I end up with, let's write just for, for um, analogy purposes, end up holding the hand of a billionaire but he still don't put the toilet seat down you know what i'm saying like um you're still gonna have your quirks i think when i was talking to one of my friends um she's married and fairly young relationship and it's just i i told her i was like i wish she could meet my mom because you know even to this day my mom has to kind of check my dad sometimes and he's a good person he has the best intentions for all of us right but um you're dealing with different personalities like i'm the girl so i can't be handled like the boys straight facts and there's no sugar coating it it just is what it is and so sometimes when now that we're talking it's like oh well i didn't mean it that way it's just i thought or whatever but then now we we fix it and we don't do those things again and it makes it easier to forgive i think that um, maybe one of the things we could talk about is like uh, the role of forgiveness. You know, I've been talking a little bit about don't take these exes back. And I think that it's not because I'm perfect or that person's perfect, you know, but not perfect. It's because when you are in a relationship that matters to you, um, when you love that person flaws and all, you understand that we all have our little quirks and our little ways of doing things. But you're able to work through the things to because it matters, right? And you learn to communicate and you stop doing the things that hurt that person unintentionally, right? And you, um, you know, like I said, they, they still have like, it's funny because sometimes it's like, I have to tell my parents like, okay, kids, settle down, go to your separate corners. And sometimes like, it's funny and they'll laugh about it. And sometimes it will be like, they legit, I have to split them up and, <laughs> you know, and then uh, like they'll come back around when they're in a little bit of a better space. right? <laughs> and it's, it's funny. It's kind of cute, you know, learn to live through it and that type of thing. So, but at the end of the day, um, yeah, I, I just love it for my mom. I'm like, she's at some beach resort. She's supposed to be coming back later 
today. But my dad is fine. And then I asked him, because he loves to eat sweets. And this has been since we're a kid. My mom, for the most part, she only left us left me with my dad alone a couple of times. And that's because she really, really, really had to take care of stuff. But other than that, she was, for the most part, a stay-at-home mom. Um, she was also the type that she would prepare all the meals before she left. You know, so all we had to do was heat it up. Even after, you know, the empty nest, if she was going on vacation, she would make sure to, um, or gone for like three days, she'd make sure he had food to to eat and stuff like that. But my dad loves sweets. So when we were little, we would know we'd go to the natural food store and we would get these granola sticks, coconut sticks, and all kinds of like, if we were going to get sugar, candy, my dad's eating candy, we're eating candy, everybody's eating candy. So I was like, I was like, oh crap, my mom just left. I'm like, you were eating a bunch of candy. He started laughing. And he's like, actually, I was like, oh, don't even tell me. Don't even tell me. I already know. He got all his candy stuff. I could go on and on and on, but you know, I I say that to say, um, if, if (sighs) there's difficult conversations with the parents, you know, maybe not too happy with all the upbringing stuff, talk through it and hear their perspective because you never know, you know, and, and when you hear the person's intentions and, or them being willing to resolve and work through it and go to higher planes, um, in that relationship, then it is worth it, you know. Um, I think out of all the divine feminines out there, I'm definitely not perfect. Like, I still have a brother for sure I, I haven't talked to. I haven't said some of the stuff that he did because it was just straight out funky, wild. If I'm going to say, like, okay, like, I remember uh, one uh, with one, the one I'm not talking to, just to give you a splice, um, he was living with me rent-free for one year, and it got to the point where I just was needing a little bit of help financially. I asked him to help me with at least the utilities. It didn't have to be the full utilities. I'm not even going to go into all the the reasons why I asked him to pay utilities other than to say he had a girlfriend that, that was, she had five sisters and I was trying to figure out why the utilities bill had like doubled and tripled. And I don't, I leave the AC on all the time and the, and the heat. So it wasn't that. So, um, I remember one day, I, because I think I had the car parked in the garage, so they didn't know I was home. And I came out into the living room, and I seen homegirl bringing out baskets, like the ones that come to your waist with blankets and clothes, and no contributions, no whatever. But at that point, I figured out her whole family was bringing clothes and running through the, running the stuff and so, um, why did I ask him to pay the rent, like pay, not pay, like help with the utilities? And I remember I even told him like, even if you just pay 50 or hundred a whole month rent free, which at the end of the day, I mean, I wasn't paying for his food or anything else, but it was just the principle. And I did need help. I just needed a little bit of a push to get through at that point for that stage of my life I was in. Oh my God. Why did I say that? He tore my house up. He um, left the room that he was in with a bunch of tra- like just trash scattered around, used condoms, lube in the bathroom. She was renting out one of the rooms and I didn't know she had left because I don't go into her space order, but she had a bathroom to herself. And so um, what happened is I had left the house 
And when I came back, the kitchen was all torn up. He took out all the stuff out of the freezer and I had a blueberry mix in there and he left it all across the counter. So the counters were stained. Um, his room was, was torn up and she had the decency to leave her room like clean because I had put a new bed in there, fresh coat of paint, hardwood floors. But the bathroom, she had like five or six used condoms, completely used, not condoms, used um, pads with blood on them and toilet paper all around the, the floor of her bathroom. And he let my dogs out. So I came, came home at night because I, I kind of sensed the energy was bad at home. And I just think it was legit God or divine source told me to leave because I think he was in such a fit of rage that to the extent that he did things, I would have been harmed. Um, and I'm not going, even going into all the details, but so come home and seeing the chaos. But even at the end of the day, at when I finished walking through because I was so taken aback by all the de like destruction and stuff. And then... Um, it was at night, but I was like, you know what? Let me just go put my little ones to bed. And then it's like this, my stomach just dropped. Like, wait a minute. Because when I walk in, they usually hear me and they will be, you can see like the, um, through to the kitchen and the backyard through the, the sliding glass. And they'll usually be like so happy to see me and jumping up on the, on the um, sliding glass. And I, at that moment, it was about maybe five minutes in because I was so stunned, like sound and everything was gone. And I'm just walking through like, um, what do you call it? Like a twilight zone. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you what? Like just so then I'm like, OK. Take quick inventory. He's not here. Um, this can be resolved. I can fix it later. Let me just go put my dogs, you know, to, to bed for bedtime and coming down the hallway. And I'm like, I haven't heard them. And um, going to the backyard, opening the, the door, no dogs. So I put my slippers on. I walk outside, whole backyard, no dogs. I'm going to finish this and I'm going to go to my awkward class. Call one of my other brothers. He was with his daughter. He's like, I will come help you look for the dogs, but I can't come right now. I'm with my daughter. I'm gonna get through this. <clears throat> Grab my keys.
start to head out the door. And right when I'm opening the door, I hear the most beautiful bark I've ever heard in my life. Because the thoughts that were going through my head, I was like, something had happened to my dogs. Loki, I think he knew how I felt about that as well. Somehow, because I had already gone um, from the backyard to the front, and I had my sandals on, so I, and I was calling them because I didn't know how long it had been since he left, and it, he had let the dogs out. And um, who let the dogs out? <laughs> right. Apparently, my brother. So, um, um, at that point, I had run back inside and grabbed my keys. And I was going to jump in my car and just, you know, get the, the remote for the garage. And just start driving around looking for them. And so, in between that, the, the split minutes of... So, I think what happened is when they heard my car, wherever they were in the neighborhood... Um, they must have heard the car and were making their way back to where I was. Um, and so in the time of me coming out and then calling them and then, you know, going back in the house and it, it was just kind of, a, and so by the time I had reached for the door, I heard this bark and it's like the best things I can't even ex describe. I open the door and they come running in there. You know, they're just happy. They just had an adventure. They didn't done been to to the you know the Jones and the Wilsons and the Smiths and all through the yard and smelled all the different dogs and cats and just without a leash, like what? <laughs> and so they're happy, they're jumping up on me and stuff like that. And I'm like, listen, my little fur baby's like, oh. So is is you know <laughs> is some I, I say that to say you know some people really can have a perfect life i don't i try to work through stuff i don't know that that relationship would ever be resolved that's just a tip that is just the tip of the iceberg um and that was a result of of you know just trying to remember we spent like an hour um I'm probably talking to, but, but I will say this because the way he ended up there was we hadn't been talking from since high school. He went away to the um, Navy and then I'm trying to like, it really bothered me. Like, you know, that I'm not, I grew up like, I love my younger brothers. It was, I was a really proud big sister. Love having three brothers. Would have liked a sister, but you couldn't tell me nothing. I mean, we used to climb trees together you know, do all kinds of stuff together. I'd play with the remote control cars. They would take my dolls. It was just, it is what it is. I remember when my little, my youngest brother was brought home, that whole experience, right? Um, I was still kind of on the younger side. I remember the other two, but I still remember when my, when the one that was six years younger than me, he, when he was brought home and just officially big sister type of a thing so um it was hard to be an adult and and have the um estranged relationship um but i think even the conversations that are happening with black women in general i think um have been helpful in healing and therapeutic i know i'm not the only one who has had similar stories to this um 
And, and you know, being a divine person, you kind of want to fix everything and, and reconcile with with people from the past and people who have blood ties and soul ties and, you know, always do the right thing. But it gets real, real. And at the end of the day, you do the best you can, but you protect your sanity and you learn when to pull back. Right. Um, and and stuff. And, and, you know, but this was intended to be a, a happy um, splice of life, I think, but at the end of the day, not trying to, I, I'm saying it because I'm not perfect. I, I know I've said some other things to about family, but I wanted to share the happy sides too. And, but, but yet here we are having to, you know, great conversation with my dad, happy for my mom. Um, still working stuff out with actually all three of my brothers, right? Um, in the sense that sometimes I think it's just going to take time or further down the road, if the time is afforded, you'll have that group setting where you talk about things, but it, it's not, um, this point around, I'm not going to necessarily be all willy nilly to jump into things. In fact, if, if I could, you know, just stay close to my parents, but still move far away enough to where it's, it's not a, a, a determining factor, you know, type of thing. But yeah, for the most part. That that is what it is. Yeah, and you work through things. I don't know. I think one one of the last things I want to address, and I'm gonna get off of here. <clears throat> I hear sometimes people say, "Oh, um," because I have a thing about mammies too. I think that sometimes people do coddle, but I know that even as much as my mom loves her sons, my mom taught my mom taught these boys better. She really did, you know. For whatever you want, whatever it's worth, they did everything they could to bring them up in a Christian home, you know, and even though there's some things I don't agree with about Christianity, you know, they were sending them to the private school, paying for them to have piano, gymnastics, violin, um, sports, travel, right? Um and putting them in, in group activities where they had examples of leadership. Part of going to the church is supposed to have leadership. In the, and still, I, I'm not even going to go into all the details. But I think that, you know, they, they knew better. And, and, and don't even take for granted, too. I think that the ones that I am in conversation with got a whole big grown sister telling you, like, bruh, you can't be doing that out here in these streets. You can't be doing this to these people. You know, um, you've got to move a certain way when it comes to work and relationships and children. And it's like, just belligerent, belligerent. So it's like, nah, in some instances, the mom and the dad, two parent home, Christian upbringing, still running crazy amok, reckless in these streets, yo. So it's it's it just is what it is but i don't know it kind of took a little bit of a dark turn cancer season that's why i had to have the tears listen with all the other water i have in the in the chart <laughs> brought out a little bit of the waterworks but hopefully with the sentimentality too i think that i'll just remember this moment like talking with my dad too a lot of great conversations but just the joy in his voice retirement age happily married 
wife's still doing her, her best, her favorite thing. He's still enjoying, you know, the solitude from each other and enjoying their roles um, and that type of thing. So I hope that was <laughs> a blessing to you. I'm not getting up back on here. It's Sunday. Let me go get some more sun. I got another bikini in another color, a bikini bottom. It's like a, um electric blue. Super excited to put that one on today. And then I kind of decided what I want to eat today. It's called like a goddess salad. I've heard it's like really good. I've seen other people have it. So I'm going to have that today with the um, uh, NYAM uh, beet love juice. It is so good, you guys. NYAM, not your average mom. Um, the beet love flavor if you ever try it chilled let me know i'm gonna try to open the comments on on future podcasts and stuff but so delicious all right then until the next podcast be blessed be prosperous have a sense of humor stay moisturized stay hydrated stay beautiful stay pretty stay handsome love you bye (laughs) 